welcome to Channel Chats. My name is Teresa Caragall. I'm the founder and CEO of Achieve Unite. And in each of our Channel Chats, we talk with industry experts on a variety of channel topics to uncover the latest trends, best practices, and tips that you can use to generate maximum results in your channel. Today, I'm joined by Free Petre, founder and CEO at Kalabi. And we're going to talk about the intricacies and the nuances of business planning. So Free, let's introduce yourself. Thank you so much, Therese. And let me first, uh, first of all, uh, congratulate, uh, congratulate you on the way you pronounce my name. That is, uh, it's pretty <laughs> challenge, pretty much of a challenge. So my name is Free uh, Petre, if you want it in French. I'm not French half, let's say, speak half. A little bit of French, uh -huh. though, I think. Bilingual, I speak French and Dutch. I come from Belgium. And, um, and basically, the last three years, um, uh, I created with a wonderful team, uh, Colabi, Colabi BRM, um, Business Relationship Management, uh, you, can, uh, you can call it, or how we like to call it. And basically, what we are doing with Colabi, we are reimagining the world of partner planning and collaboration. Uh, so, yeah, the, to achieve this, we created a SaaS product we called BRM, Business Relationship Management, helping vendors and partners basically in three ways. First, we eliminate static documents and workflows to plan and collaborate with external business relationships, like for by bringing partner plans to the cloud and connect it with Salesforce or other CRM. That's, let's right. say, one part. The other part is, yeah, we create a shared space to jointly collaborate on that plan. And then last but not least, we make it more predictable by using an OKR framework uh, separating leading indicators from lagging indicators. That's basically what we uh, what we do. Wonderful. Well, we're glad to have you, and we were very excited because we share similar philosophies of business planning. And what is this next generation and this next wave of business planning look like with vendor and partner or service provider and partner? Talk to us about that. Yeah, I think a good way of looking at it is to consider indirect sales in a more scientific way. So what would be a way in the same way that basically CRM um, was developed by using funnel principles within a CRM direct sales context to consider the same idea um, around indirect sales. So what would be a more methodological approach um, that would help you as a vendor, as an organization to predict indirect sales success, partner success. And so that's basically one of the main uh, ideas behind, let's say the next generation of business planning. Um, so we consider three, let's say steps in this new philosophy of business planning. And the first way is just to get rid of all static documents and workflows and connecting to different data sources like CRM or PRM. That is, it's amazing if you, if you look around like, Almost every um, vendor we're talking with, they're still using spreadsheets, PowerPoints, mm -hmm. Excel sheets, everyone on its own islands to basically plan and collaborate. So that would be the first, let's say, base step in this next generation of business planning. Bring it all to the cloud um, and use, let's say, a template within an OKR framework where you separate leading indicators from lagging indicators. That's, let's say, the first the phase, first phase, right? Right, uh, very important. 
Exactly. And so the, the, the next part, the second part is basically the way partner plans are discussed with partners. Right. Sometimes at the beginning of the year, and then they wait a couple of months for a next QBR. And then let's say the plan is hopefully the initial plan is being updated and then shown again. And let's say the Delta has been, has been discussed. That is basically what we believe an old school cool way of, of, of doing business planning and also an old school way of yeah, considering QBRs. And this is basically, you can consider this as what happened with social media, like 15 or 20 years ago, we all used, we all got used to share pictures and stories only during these dinner parties because we didn't have social <laughs> media, yet, right? Right. So, exactly. And so, and so what happened then, obviously with social media, we could we could update each other without being on that dinner party. And the, the same thing happened also with, with LinkedIn. We didn't need to be at that event anymore to right. share updates. And basically, this is the next generation of business planning that we believe will be the future. And it's starting already is the same thing with external business relationships. Why do we need to wait for that QBR and spend the week to gather all the data and then present, make a presentation. It's all about the presentation, right? So that new generation will be working on a shared space where data is connected to your CRM, PRM. And in the same way you have your updates shared on LinkedIn or on social media, the partner plan as such will be become more dynamic and real-time conversations about the plan and the status. That's terrific. Yes. And so that's, let's say that's the second part of that new business planning um, horizon. Mm -hmm. The third building block uh, of the next generation um, is all about predictability. Right. So in the same way that you have CRM and the ratios within your funnel in direct sales context, you can consider mm -hmm. business planning by using these leading indicators and these lagging indicators to basically predict which of the leading indicators are the success leading indicators that drive partner success. And this first can be done by just identifying the three must, must have, must win battles, let's say, in order to create partner success. And it will be human driven business rules. But in the future, we predict, and this is at least we're building on as, uh, as well, is creating machine learning and patterns based on, on, on previous and historical patterns in order to predict next best actions and, and partner, partner success. So let's say another aspect of a, of a new generation of, of business plan. So you'll be adding predictive analytics and that into this application in the future. Exactly. You can see it like what, I mean, our vision is, is to become the, the gong.io for indirect sales. Love it. Love it. Okay, so let's talk about the prerequisites for business planning. What happens in the people side? What considerations do we need to make before we sit at the table with our partners and do business planning? Yeah, I love that question, Theresa. I mean, we can talk about tools and then processes, anything you want, but it all starts with a human, a human conversation and human connection, uh, trust that needs to be, uh, be in place before we can even automate that process, uh, right? So for us, it's also very important. Uh, we, we sometimes don't even start uh, a, a conversation about tooling and processes if, if this is not in place yet. So the prerequisite for us is what we call the, the potential five dysfunctions of a, of a business relationship. And, and we, we, I'm, not, I'm not sure if this is an expression in, uh, in, in English, but we, we, we say, in, if it's even in French or Dutch, we say we, we got the mustard from, uh, from somewhere. <laughs> is that an expression? Yeah, that we is, got the mustard. Oh. So it's similar. 
they're definitely <laughs> similar. So yeah, tell us more. Yeah, so basically, um, we, we we got our mustard from um, from Patrick Lencioni, who wrote uh, a book around what can be the dysfunctions in any team context. So an internal team context, not about ex not talking about external business relationships. What we believe is the same dynamics and potential dysfunctions within a team are similar in a external business relationship. So basically, five dysfunctions. The first one is all about initiating trust. And the way to establish trust is to be able to be vulnerable. So not about we are the vendor and we're in everything we do, we're the best. That is not a good base to create trust. It's also about identifying where you have your weaknesses. So that's layer one. And if, if, if that is not in place, that trust base, it, it's just, it, you cannot go any further. So it's really important to get it right. The second layer is all about fear of conflict or not having that fear of conflict to be able to address these hard topics, these difficult issues. Um, and we see it a lot. Account managers just don't dare to address uh, important topics. If you want to grow in your partnership, you really need to, 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 to nourish that fear of no fear of conflict into your DNA in order to really uh, progress. So that's the second layer. The, the third layer is all about asking commitments. One thing that is very counterintuitive free for yeah. channel managers. And I just was teaching to about a hundred students um, and uh, this channel management course. And someone said, I would never ask my partner about the financials. I would never ask them about their margin. I never talk about those things. And many channel managers feel that way. And so, you know, I think, I think don't underestimate that shift in thinking has to occur and it's a big one yes I, lo I love it and i think one of the things that make it very easy or easier to yeah. to install that the mentality of no fear of conflict is bringing on data i mean data don't, yeah. don't they don't lie and so this is right. one of the elements that is dramatically missing in the world of business planning right. today is we have that spreadsheet and maybe it's all 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 data. And so in between that QBR and the planning, well, you're not talking about data, right? Because it's not there. So yeah. this is basically what will dramatically change the way partners and vendors will start to have their conversations is by using data and to, to just put it on the table, share it's okay. This is what I want to discuss with you. This right. is what they're telling me. So very good point. Um, and the and data the, takes the emotion out of it exactly. as well, right? Exactly. The data is based in facts. And some of those data can be incredible insights for that partner who may or may not have access to that kind of data. So I think that's a really good point as well. So basically, when we have that trust in place, we're able to just express uh, also our weak points and we're able to, with data, confront both sides with uh, with reality and take the emotion out of it, then it's all about being able to ask for commitments. Way too many times there is this conversation, sometimes even lunch, um, and then we have a good feeling about the partnership, right? right. We're doing a good job. But to in order to really push it forward and to be able to, to, to go, yeah, to take your collaboration to the next level is all about asking the commitment because without the commitment and asking the commitment, there's also no accountability. And that's, let's say, the fourth, the fourth level. So as that commitment, this is what I'm going to do. This is what you're going to do. Can you commit yourself on that? Obviously, this is something also we're working on to make it even, let's say, digital proof where you have a thumbs up or we have a C like, I approved this, uh, this plan. And then the accountability, this is also where technology can help a lot. I mean, 
channel account managers, they don't have the time to do to, to really serve the entire partner ecosystem. Sometimes right. they only serve right. 20%, right, of the 80% turnover. So we have this long tail that it's not even possible to really serve. So when 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 this is also where BRM can, can play a tremendous role is to hold each other accountable or have a heads up. This is what we discussed two or three weeks ago, uh, three months right. ago. And you get these notifications and you know that you committed both on that plan. So why not having a tool uh, helping you to, to automate this process so you can really focus on these matters that, that matter uh, have require a little bit more attention. Good. So so that's, let's say, the four steps and the last step. This is all about, okay, and this is, again, data in attention to results. Like, we have this great partnership, but we're not looking at the end results. So these are, let's say, five important pre-requirements, let's say, prerequisites in order to make business planning work. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about the... Um the right conditions for business planning, you know, the who, the what, the when, how much, give us a few of your secrets and ingredients for success. Yeah. So we, um, while well, we are now talking with, we have been talking with more than 200 vendors the last three years and even more, because before that I was running a consultancy uh, for, for more than six years. And so we created this model that we call a six-step model for partner and account success. And we identified three building blocks, the planning part, the collaboration part, and the measure part. And within these three building blocks, there are two sub, let's say, success factors that are important to take into consideration to really make that partner planning and business relationship successful. And the first one is all about being able to have a good overview on your partner profile. Because way too often plans are made based on just vendor objectives and they're just they're just pushed. But this mm -hmm. doesn't take into consideration the situation or the, the strategy right. or the insight from the partner. So that's the first, the first part. The second part is using this OKR framework within that planning part that we already discussed, identifying leading indicators and lagging indicators. Yeah. So if you have that in place, you have already a good base to start collaborating. That's why we move to the second, let's say. A huge um, uh, category, which is the collaboration, where it's all about involving the partner in the process instead, in order to have this joint action plan. Then, if that is if that works well, asking for commitment, what we just discussed. So we are already, let's say, in, in in the middle. Then the last part, the measure part, is all about following up. What did we discuss? How can we hold each other accountable? Um, and then in the end, how can we gather best practices? Because we, we learn more and more what works and what doesn't work. So okay, I would say- that's these, value to the yeah, partners yeah. to be able to share that. The other thing that I really connected with you on the first time that we met was the notion that business planning is not a linear process and that it is really a circular motion. I think that's one of the most profound shifts that we have to get in our minds as we approach this whole concept of business planning. A hundred, a hundred percent. And this is, and this is basically also why the old school QBR mindset is just that. I mean, wow. in the same way that we are updating each other on social media or on LinkedIn, we need to have the same mindset with business planning. So forget about just extracting wow. data to a PowerPoint that updates your slides with the data. That's, that's really old school. It's all about now. No, it's not that one presentation that QBR is now is this dynamic plan that shifts and the business is, is changing and you want to make this in, indeed as you say a circle motion that where you can iterate on. 
Yeah. And in the COVID world, I have become a big fan of in the virtual world, the MBR, the monthly business review. It's short, it's sweet. It is a circular motion about the state of the union of the partnership. And so I think that there's real value in a more frequent cadence right now and shorter and more deliberate with data. So I think that you're really onto something in how you're approaching this. Yes. And it's already great to have that monthly, but in the same time, Think about how now LinkedIn is open for everyone. I mean, most professionals I know, they have LinkedIn open. And like the, the, the trigger, the, the, the moment you have an idea, the moment you think of something, you want to jot it down and you don't want to wait for that moment where, you have, where you're meeting. You want to have this kind of repository or way of working that that partnership is just a continuous way of, yeah, sharing ideas, challenges, heads ups. And that is, and that's, let's say, the next level of that monthly QBR you're talking QBR, about. QBR, right. All right, last question. Give us a little bit about the tools, the resources, thought leadership that is out there to support business planning. Yeah, so let's, I, would, I would just say uh, to not overload uh, the audience with too much. I would say there's this one very good, great book about OKRs to get familiar with the leading and the lagging indicators yes. that is called The Cracking the Sales Management Code um, from uh, Michelle Bazana and um, um, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Jordan, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's one thing to better understand OKR. Then definitely I would recommend Patrick Lencioni, the five, five dysfunctions of a team. And right. then you can apply it to your uh, to your to your own external business relationship context. Uh, that would be, I would say, that would be the two the two most most important resources. And then, obviously, I mean, on our website, we have a lot of models and and, and insights. That can, and I'm sure at the Chief United Unite the website is a lot of things as yeah, well. Around we have a lot of resource. Well, a lot of resources around this. What is a value based business planning experience look like? And you know, what are good tools? So. Yes, please. And contact either one of us if you want to learn more. Any closing comments? No, I mean, uh, just one last maybe thing. It's um, uh, for us, we uh, we actually, when we started, this is really actually very interesting. We started Collabi within a totally different industry. We started in financial services industry, right. like insurance company. Yeah. So basically in Europe, there are a lot of insurance companies that are using it. And actually what happens is when we talk with vendors, in the IT or in the financial services context, they think that we developed the product exactly for their industry. So that's that's pretty funny. And now actually we're we're yeah now sixty percent of our turnover comes from the US from from IT uh, from IT companies. And yeah, we just launched our company and 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 growing the team in the US uh, now, both East Coast and West Coast. So it's uh, it's an interesting uh, path where we came where we come from. Oh, that's exciting. Well, one of my favorite things about doing what we do here at Achieve Unite is you get to be on the leading edge of, and then sometimes even bleeding edge of new trends. And I think we're really onto something with this trend around value-based business planning and recreating the experience. So I'm thrilled to meet you. And I think we have a good partnership ahead. I, I, I think so as well. It's so exciting to, to meet you. And, learn, and actually, after a couple of minutes, our philosophy is just... Uh, just aligned immediately, Are and I think we have, yeah, I think we have a lot of a lot of uh, topics to discuss together. How we can uh, strengthen and can be in the front in the front row, uh, both of us of this new generation of planning and uh, partner planning and collaboration. I love it. Well, good. Thank you for your time, free Patrick. <laughs> Thank you so much, Larissa. Talk soon. 
Thanks for listening to Channel Chats. For more information on Achieve Unite and the latest in channel news and trends, head over to AchieveUnite.com. And don't forget to join us next month for a new episode.